So, um, what's our uh, what's our format again? What's what do we do? Yeah, what the fuck do we talk about? Well, we usually just sit here in silence until we find a subject. Hello, welcome to the fifth episode of Swifty Dialogues. I am Marielle, your host, and I'm joined by my other co-host, Rob. Hey. And Cinda. Yo, yo, what's good, my dude? <laughs> you sound particularly excited, my man. How you been? Aw, oh, man, I've been good, but people have been going crazy lately. For some reason, being with your family every day 24-7 makes you go insane. Pro tip. If you're tired of hanging out with your loved ones... Just stop loving them. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot cheaper that way. Don't have to visit anyone. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, renounce your relationship to uh, anyone that you love. Yeah. You could legally emancipate yourself from your whole family. Boom. Done. If only, yo. <laughs> yes, and uh, including your uh, girlfriends and boyfriends. All of them? <laughs> yeah, man. Those are mutually binding contracts, including uh, White Night Sands. Oh, wow. You know me. I have so many. W w wait. You guys didn't have to sign a contract for a One Night Stand? Well, I'm not Justin Bieber, so I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't pass out waivers when you like sleep with me. Non-disclosure agreements? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no NDAs for me. Mine's a workers' comp kind of thing in case I get injured. <laughs> yeah, I got a fragile back. <laughs> my uh my bedroom has had uh this counter for days without an accident and it's been steadily at zero. That's awesome. I'm I'm very proud of you. <laughs> nah, it's not because of me getting laid or anything like that. I, uh, sometimes when I'm in bed alone, <laughs> I hear a knock on the door and then I get too excited. I, uh, slip and I fall and then the counter is back at zero. Yeah, you need life alert, bro. <laughs> Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. Get on the life alert game, real. <laughs> you know, I've actually been thinking about getting one of those for the novelty, but it would suck if a person who legitimately needs one Guess their service delayed because of my dumbass. Could you imagine if they show up to save your drunk ass at a bar and they're like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Where's the old person that's here where he can save? And it's like a <laughs> Ariel. He's <laughs> at the bar. Uh, I fill in and I feel like I can't get up. <laughs> You're like trying to box with the guy who's <laughs> trying to pull you out of there. I'm from Life Alert. Don't attack me, please. Now listen here, Sonny. When I'm done with you, you're gonna really need a life alert. I'll give you a life alert here. Take this, you copper. Uh-oh, you almost got me there. You get back here right now. Oh, you better be ready for this one. Knock out! We're gonna back up. There's definitely those 80s, 90s infomercial products I totally want to get just for the straight-up novelty. Like the clapper. Clap on, clap off. The clapper. I totally want to get the clapper. Who doesn't want the clapper? You don't want to get the clap. 
<laughs> Let's repeat. <laughs> Who wants to get the clapper? Very whoa, different. whoa, whoa. We're not repeating jokes now. No, no. Not at all. We, we never. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this particular infomercial? Head on. Applied directly to the forehead. Head on. Applied directly yes. to the Yeah. Forehead. It was chapstick for oh your fucking forehead. And apparently it worked. I don't know it how. It traumatized though. me. I mm. think those were headaches, dude. I mean, did it work, though? I don't know, guys. Are they even still in production in these they things? They actually started selling a line of handguns. Applied <laughs> <laughs> oh, directly to the forehead. <laughs> For when their commercials are playing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> My favorite's uh, Scrub Daddy. I'm actually like a, I'm, I'm a big, I'm sold on that brand. I, I really. I have Scrub Daddy. Yeah. What is, what is that? It's like a Scrub Mommy, but it fucks you way harder. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> I don't know if I want to get fucked by whatever item you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's a sponge. You clean like spoons and knives and shit, but it looks like a smiley face. And it's a Brillo pad, dude. Damn! And you get fucked by a sponge? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. I don't know. Oh man, I, I don't know if it's for me, eh, bro. <laughs> you don't even want to know. So it's like a what did they call those? Uh, sham wow. Oh yeah, the sham wow, dude. It's kind of like that. Except it's a lot more brizzled. A lot more like a sponge and a lot less like a sham. If a bear is a burly, leathery gay man, then what is a scrub daddy? A very clean, um, single individual (laughs) who um, sees no one except the uh, dishes that he's cleaning constantly because of his uh, terrible obsessive compulsive disorder. Ooh, yeah. My boyfriend is such a scrub daddy. <laughs> it sounds very terrifying. <laughs> that's this that's the urban dictionary thing. I was reading it actually just now. Um the entry that I just created for it. <laughs> I love how you can create di- okay. uh, definitions for words in urbandictionary.com. So great. Yep. But there was also scrub mommy, right? Yeah, and then Scrub's stepsister, who you're definitely not supposed to. She always to. gets stuck. I don't know. She just gets stuck places. Scrub step bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Help me, step bro. Scrub stepsister, how am I going to pay for this? <laughs> yeah, and for uh, some reason, that commercial idea was turned down for the Scrub family of products. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of obscure products that hardly anyone buys, the Chia Pet. Do you guys actually know of anyone who actually bought one of those? Because they're actually still sold. No. No, I thought about it. No, I don't. Even as a gag gift, the Chia Pet is absolutely one of the worst presents to get. But the fact that they're still around means that some sadistic fuck out there is actually buying these Chia Pets and giving them away as gifts. You could have given me either a real plant or a real pet, and you decided to give me neither. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally the worst of both worlds. (laughs) So, since we were talking about catchy infomercial tunes and jingles, have you guys been uh, listening to any catchy music? Anything the kids are listening to today? Huh? Oh, yeah. Um, I was I meant to talk to you guys about this. I wanted to do like a music review kind of thing sometimes. Yeah, I Maybe guess. Maybe we could do like, like now. No. Oh, um. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No. No pressure, man. Okay. Yeah. Right now. Hold on. Let me. Let me find. 
Let me find. <laughs> Fucking uh, hacking into the net over there, man. He's got a lot of files. <laughs> I just sent you uh, something I just found. It, I, I like it, but um, I want to hear, you know, what your just your stream conscious thoughts are. You know, just yeah. Alrighty. All right, let's uh, hear it. We're gonna listen to it now. Is this Hey There Delilah? No, no. This sounds like a ripoff of Hey There Delilah. It's not though. Uh, you sure? I remember when you changed your hair. I remember when you changed your clothes. Yeah, it sounds a little sketchy. <laughs> Wait, is this guy peeking in on someone? Oh, fuck, bro. No, 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 no. I, I think you're misunderstanding it. But I cannot recall. But what can't he recall? That's the question. <laughs> I don't know. His keys? His car? Where he lives, who he's peeking on. Alright, here's where it builds. I remember when you changed your mind. I remember when you changed your name. <laughs> this sounds like something I would hear at a local Methodist church. <laughs> uh, what fucking church do you go to, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it has a uh, like a a Weezer vibe to it. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Like straight off of Ratitude or the Teal album. I do like the electric guitar though. Yeah, it's alright. Threading the fucking gnar out of that guitar, yo. Jaw! Fucking ride the spine! <laughs> How long is this goddamn song? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not really a pop song, you know, it's gonna be longer than two minutes or whatever Lil Nas X does these days. Get it? You don't fucking recall shit. Wow. So uh, we just got done listening to uh, that song. Yeah, it's like my 50th listen today. I did not know something could sound like a pussy hipster song <laughs> and a shitty country song at the same time. <laughs> oh my god. So I take it that's not your style? No, not at all. Especially with that amazing guitar solo that just cuts through everything, including your eardrums if you're wearing headphones. So our condolences to your ears, audience. Uh, you know, I thought it was a pretty good solo. Well, I think you're wrong. On what basis? On the basis that my ears are bleeding. God damn. Back me up, Cindy. You thought it was good, right? I I liked it. You know, 
I just was trying to follow the lyrics. And yeah, at one point I was like, did she leave him? And then he's like, I can't forget her. And he just follows her wherever she moves. I, I was I was thinking, like, is he going to where is this going to go? Is there a part two when he's like in her closet <laughs> and the same <laughs> song plays? Yeah, dude, I totally thought this song was still, was going to have a joke ending. Like he uh, was a creeper that was peeking in on her or maybe he had old timers and did not remember. <laughs> like the notebook. <laughs> yeah, never seen it. You, you never seen the notebook? Nah. Oh, I haven't either, but I read the Wikipedia page. On this. <laughs> yeah, okay. I heard it was good. Yeah, but uh, aside from this being a completely miserable experience, I give this song an A. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I like the instrumentals. The vocals, though, that's where kind of lost me. But overall, you know, obviously I, I'm not as offended as real is, but you know, <laughs> it wasn't offensive to my ears, but it was definitely a song. <laughs> I liked it. Well, anyways, uh, if this guy has more stuff uh, in his catalog, I'm willing to listen to it because that was just one song. And even the artists that we absolutely love, we don't like everything that they do. So I'm willing to give this guy another shot. Yeah, you know, maybe it's just a one-off song, you know? Maybe maybe there is another song in the same genre. But well, who knows? Well, we have to listen to at least one more song. Um, here is the second track from that album, if you want to check it out. I mean, I like it. But it, I like the first one a little bit better. Um, but I don't know. I think they kind of fill out the sound of like the the range for the artist. Hmm. Okay. Alrighty, we'll give this a listen. Oh, I, actually, guys, I need to go poop first. <laughs> oh, oh my God. no! Listen first and then poop. Ah, uh, that's just gonna make the experience that much worse. Yeah, they're pretty known for experimenting with different styles. Sounds good. It sounds like the soundtrack to my nightmares. Oh. Uh, that's the same exact sound I make when I get a jury dirty letter. <laughs> a what letter? <laughs> I hate jury dirty. <laughs> You murdered my dirt's word. Oh, wait, we got a fucking song to listen to. Yep, definitely different. <laughs> but not necessarily good. Yo, shout out to all the food processors and blenders that wanted to be musicians. <laughs> yeah, man. it sounds like someone put a cat in a blender. How the fuck do you know how that sounds like? <laughs> oh, fuck, bro. I had a really messed up childhood. I worry about you sometimes, Cinda.
Alrighty, so we just got done listening to this. Uh, oh, wait, I think there's still more. I think it's silent at the end for a little bit. Oh, okay. Is it just silence? Probably. Oh, so uh, <laughs> so far this is the best part of the song. Three minutes of <laughs> silence at the very end? <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the best part. Um, it, wait, is this guy the same artist? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, this sounds like he wrote this song after his girlfriend broke up with him in high school, and he decided to be edgy and wrote this song. <laughs> yeah, this uh, the vocal sounded like an angel, like a little Cupid, uh, if he was being castrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but aside from that, if I uh, want to punch a grandma in the face, I'd listen to this song. So five out of five. Yeah, this is hell of a hell of a mix, you know. I mean, you got you got the first song, which is almost like a boy band, or <laughs> a boy band. How? No, <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> sort of like a classic rock. I don't know. The second song, though, definitely, it's definitely like the guy from the first song did hit like meth for the first time and he was like i'm gonna join this goddamn band who was the artist no yeah who was the artist on that one though what's the, what's his name which is the mystery artist uh this is awkward uh, it, it was oh no it was me oh oh, oh shit. um i wrote i wrote both of these songs so, um, you know, buddy, I spent a lot man, of time we, on it. We might need to talk, man. <laughs> you know, uh, we were just joking. Haha, <laughs> we're in a podcast. I spent like literally five hours this weekend recording that first one. Maybe you could have probably spent five hours and a half. Yeah, that 30 minutes. It was just missing 30 minutes. Yeah, um, maybe just. A little bit more finesse, but we we loved it. You guys were saying the lyrics are bad, though. I'm not a stalker. Oh, I I know. I think I think they were very very deep. Yeah, you know, extremely deep. Yeah, I feel like it captured the emotional emotions. Yeah, you just captured. I don't know what emotions, but you captured them. Yeah, I I, I feel like it captured quite a few of them. Fear, uh, loss, regret, hope. So it it's a concept album, you know. It's like a story. I see. You you guys, it, you probably just you know because you didn't hear it in context of like what's going before it and, and stuff. You know, like they're chapters in a book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we read like chapter one and then we went straight to the last chapter. I think there was like a lot of missing pieces. Well, no, those two go back to back. Oh, oh, well, I guess something happens between chapter one and chapter two. It's a tumultuous time in Rob's life. I guess. The album artwork kind of pieces it all together. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, what's the uh, artwork, buddy? Um, well, here, I could um, I could pull it out for you. I think he's going insane, Cinda. Yeah, uh, let's go. Uh, let's see that artwork. Well, that is, I mean, that is the nicest looking picture of a woman I've ever seen, you know? It's about her, you know? For our listeners, uh, there will be a link in the show notes slash description 
to this uh to his artwork um but the way i could describe this immaculate piece of work as is a stick figure of a lady with not even breasts i would maybe describe them as two crudely drawn circles <laughs> And I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to portray the dualistic nature of how these complex emotions can tear us complex being down to its basic structure. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, maybe because the artwork isn't completely finished, you're not seeing how it helps connect the first song to the second song. But you got to understand the vision that I have with this, right? Yeah, and then there's also the quality loss uh, that we get through the Zoom call when we were looking at the artwork. Yeah, those lines were clear. I mean, really, everything is just lines, right? When you're drawing, you know? And and I'm off to a good start, I, I think. Listen, man, I gotta be honest. You really gotta put some more work into this. Well, you know, fuck me for just wanting to uh, inject some culture into our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't like culture around here. Yeah, get that out of here, boy. <laughs> but, but what are you talking about inserting culture? We were just talking about the epitome of culture before you showed us your songs. Do you mean epitome of culture? No, epitome. Is that the word you were No, I like, for? I like epitome. Wait, 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 wait. So, so what's epitome? Uh, epitome sounds like a badass black metal album is what it is. Epitome. That's what I'm going to name my third song. <laughs> Yo, what is the name in the first two? Oh. Because that might tell us more about okay, what yeah. you were trying Let me, to say. Um, yeah, the name of the first one is song. Is, sorry. The name of the first song is called Member When. Naturally. And the name of the second song is called Annihilism. <laughs> Annihilism. And the third one's going to be I called see. Epitome. Yeah. Yeah, Epitome <laughs> at the end. <laughs> and the Epitome is going to be like the pinnacle song, almost like, I don't know, like a big titular kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You put the climax song on song three, but then you have like 13 songs on the album. And then the, the last three are just, Nothing. It just, it just literally just silence. Yeah, the silence at the end of Annihilism was kind of a reference to John Cage's 433. But, you know, it's like a high concept kind of thing. You'd, you'd probably have to go to music school to really get it. Yeah. No, you don't. Uh, he's referencing this performance where a pianist just did silence for a good amount of time. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Yeah, you didn't, like, forget to take out the end of the song. You were just like... I'm making a message. Yeah, actually, um, the second song I wrote earlier, I'm not sure if you can tell, but that's it's a little bit younger me um, doing those vocals. So this has been a work in progress for quite a while. Uh, when did you write the first one? I've been working on this for 10 years. Wow. And yeah. only two songs. Yeah, so the first one I did maybe two years ago, um, or sorry, the first one, what that you heard second i did maybe about two years ago i finished it and um probably spent the most amount of time on it it actually ended up being um part of my graduate thesis or um, music composition yeah my professors all loved it i think they were just trying to get you to leave 
Yeah, after they heard that, they were like, this guy could come back with a gun if we don't give it to him. Like, Well, I showed it to uh, a PhD psychologist, so it was kind of like my professor. Um, but I was seeing them for counseling at the time. Um, oh. But, you know, they... Just going to say, bro, this sounded like you were in therapy. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> this is a concept album about a life that I'm, you know, just thinking about, but haven't experienced personally. Yeah, okay, cool. I really need to go use the bathroom now. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking about breakups and all that, uh, after hearing that first song of yours, something I was thinking about while I was in the restroom was... um, Your ex? No, no, not that. Um, just being the third wheel when a couple is fighting in front of you, especially if that couple like breaks up and you're just sort of sitting there like awkwardly trying to find something else to do other than pay attention to what they're doing. So that's, it's one of those things that is, it just sucks. Is this something you've done before you've been? Well, I, I mean, I didn't like orchestrate the damn fight, you know, I just happened to be there. No, I think I know what you're talking about. If you see someone, I don't know, get like verbally abused, what's going on behind the scenes, you know? Do you want to intervene? If there was a way to report it without actually reporting it, you know? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't go as far as saying abuse. Yeah, we're just talking about breakups, right? Yeah, dude, just totally talking about breakups. I thought, well, when you said fighting in public, I was like, what are they fighting? I mean, being around someone who's being abused is also awkward, but I feel like there's a little... <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you can't say a more direct <laughs> impact on the situation. Yeah. But um, I haven't ever been around someone while they're actually breaking up. I've been around people who I wish they would break up plenty of times, though. Uh, there's one party that comes to mind where this couple that was there, I don't know if they had a fight or if they or if the guy was just ignoring her all night, but the girl just decided she was super drunk. She was going to walk home. And we were like at a house nowhere near her home. And so she just like vanished. And then there was a search party that went out to go find her. <laughs> and we were all like, uh, what? Why would you do that? And then Scooby and the gang shows up like, Zoink, Scoob, <laughs> we need to go find his girlfriend. <laughs> Save the relationship. It turns out like the <laughs> fucking girlfriend never actually existed. It was old man Jenkins again. And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> yo, yo, let's think about the uh, darker implications of this though. This guy was in a relationship with this girl who is a, a re- really old man Jenkins. And he presumably did not know this entire time. They only did anal the whole time. He thought it was the best. <laughs> he was like, I'm so happy with her. I, what, why would I change anything? Yeah, like, uh, hey, bro, uh, no disrespect, but it seems like your girlfriend is uh, wearing a skin suit. What do you mean? Old That's Ben Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? It's just her, her natural beauty. Sometimes she calls her grandkids on the cell phone. I don't ask. Never seen her smoke a day in her life, but she also has a fucking uh, old man smoker cough. <laughs> like General Grievous in Star Wars Episode 3. 
<laughs> Got to be specific. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think what, what really, uh, what, what, why this uh, came to mind is because uh, I was remembering this time with this couple that they will always fight around me. They broke up, but uh, the constant fighting, like I remember like they will, they will fight in the car and then I was sort of trapped there Ooh, and I had nowhere to they go. They kidnapped you. Yeah, pretty much. And there were just times where I just wanted to like open the door, roll, and just hope for the best. Yep. Were these your yeah. parents? <laughs> no. I don't have parents. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. He was born in a test tube. <laughs> you know, this just goes to show you how we need, uh, there's this need for a particular service. Yep. So you know how like parents in particular, they may want to like chaperone their kids' day if they're like, a little bit on the younger side. Uh, maybe we need the adult version of that. Yes. Yeah, like a, a, a chaperone for adults. Or, or, or maybe a referee. Yeah, like in uh, soccer, how they have the uh, red flags, green flags, yellow flags. Yeah, I used to be mm. a referee. Oh, yeah, like on the belt. You need like right on your belt a flag, and then you can just like toss it at people. <laughs> yeah, like a uh, red flag. Flag on the play. Or they have cards. They have cards in soccer, but. Oh. Oh, well. Red card. <laughs> you can still Wait, use flags. What about football? They have flags in football, right? Oh, yeah, they do. They have the yellow flag. The, yeah, they're, for... they're, more like, uh, they're more like gym socks, though. I mean, they're not like nice flags you can wave around on a stick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a, a like a rag you throw on the ribbon ground. Ribbon twirl? <laughs> <laughs> you have a red towel. ribbon? You're just ribboning the person? Yeah, so like a date, red a red flag that's just like twirly like gymnastics, right? That would be nice. Yeah. And then they would also wave a red flag because you bringing a ribbon on the first date would also be a red flag. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is that like there will be a third person there and that'll be the referee. That's the service that we're offering. Yes. And, you know, uh, we none of us really have the capital to start this service. So uh, let's volunteer each other. Like um, if we see a date going on, let's just uh, interject ourselves in there and be like, hey, you know, we're starting this new service. Uh, you guys look Seems lovely, like by the way. Seems like you're about to break up. Would you like me <laughs> <Yeah>. to intervene? <laughs> yeah, that too. So, based on this conversation, this won't last very much longer. <laughs> exactly. But oh, or we could also be a trio, like, uh, and we each have our own certain jobs. Like, I could be the referee. I throw out the flags that need to be thrown out. I would be probably the line guard who um, makes sure that no balls go out of bounds, and I. You know, just pop up my flag if I see a ball out of bounds. Make sure they don't go too far. Yeah, and, yeah. and if uh, if they're on the verge of breaking up, that's when we offer our enhanced services. I uh, While they're fighting, I could throw in my awkward icebreakers. Rob could sing his uh, breakup song. And Cinda could show <laughs> up to... Uh, experience. Yeah. And Cinda, yeah, and Cinda could show up to uh, not report any of the abuses he may do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but before any of that has to happen... We do need them to all uh, sign contracts that uh, NDAs. say that they're <laughs> yes. yeah. willing to participate in our business. It's required. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also uh, the injury one that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, for workers' comp in case we <laughs> get injured. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yes, of course. Because it's a very dangerous job that we're doing, monitoring dates. It's hard work, but it's honest work. It's almost like we're playing 
parenting. Like, you know how your like parents would go to the movie and like sit at a different row? No, my parents like, never really did young? that. Oh yeah, my parents weren't weird <laughs> like that either, but like I know some parents did. My parents didn't give a fuck. They were like, just don't have a baby before twenty one. I just didn't date. Like, Same. <laughs> And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, SD listeners. This is Rob here, actually. Ariel is uh, out sick this week. He's got rubella. Wait, no. That can't be right. And anyway, he wanted me to tell you to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us, you can visit our website, swiftydialogues.com. Or contact us at info at swiftydialogues.com. Now, while I've got you here for a moment, I just want to talk about some of the music you've heard on today's episode. You know, yes, I did write that, but I was Rob the character when I was writing that, you know? So they were, uh, you know, written bad on purpose. It was all just a big part of a practical joke on Ariel and uh, Senda. So... I don't want you to get the wrong idea, though. I write other music, too. And, in fact, I want you to hear something that's really the true me, the true Rob, at heart. Um, So, without further ado, here is the epitome, if you will, of today's episode. All right, now. Boots, I'm Levi jeans, plain white shirts with cut off sleeves. I drive a pickup truck with a tractor trailer. I got more tattoos than a Navy sailor. I grow corn and beans and stalks of greens and anything you can think of in between. I'm a country boy, cream of the crop. When harvest comes, I'll be sitting on top. I'm a farmer, yeah, yeah. Motherfucking farmer, yeah, yeah. Contribute to the local commerce, yeah, yeah. I'm a motherfucking farmer, yeah, yeah. Cross plantations never get me down. I know how to put the right seeds in the ground. Make six figures in a typical year, but I still live in a constant state of fear. About lots of guns, drink lots of booze. My favorite film is Pulp Lot Part 2. I don't believe in therapy or COVID 19. And I voted for Marjorie Taylor Green. I'm a farmer, yeah, yeah. Motherfucking farmer, yeah, yeah. Contribute to the local commerce, yeah, yeah. My motherfucking farmer.
Jimmy Dillon.